11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, July 21st, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitka's school board is back at full strength. After conducting a brief interview, the board Wednesday night appointed Tom Williams to the seat vacated by Blossom Teal Olson last month. Williams was the lone applicant to submit a letter of interest for the term, which expires in October following the municipal election. A resident of Sitka for a little over a year, Williams nevertheless brought some strong credentials to the table. With a doctorate in public policy and administration from Virginia Commonwealth University and service as the first city administrator of Gustavus. He also spent 20 years in the Coast Guard, including a tour aboard the Cutter Woodrush in Sitka in the 1980s. Three of the four remaining school board members interviewed Williams, but did not press him on any controversial education issues. They clearly were looking for someone willing to help the district stay on course. This question was posed by board member Tristan Gavon. What do you think it takes to create a team that can work towards towards a common objective and what would you bring to that team? Good communication would probably be on the top of my list. Humility, sense of humor, trustworthiness, and um, a little bit of risk taking. And what would I bring to the team? I think a little bit of all of that. Uh, I feel like I'm a pretty good communicator. I work well with others. I'm willing to compromise if that's in the best interest of the group. Acting Board President Todd Gebler informally polled board members about a possible executive session, but all agreed to remain in open session and unanimously appointed Williams to the seat. Board member Danny Snyder was absent and excused. Williams was aware that the appointment was temporary, and he was hoping to get his feet wet before deciding to run for a full term. He might not get that chance, however, as the filing period for municipal office closes on August 4th, and there are no scheduled meetings prior to that date. Williams says he'll enter the race in any event. Yeah, I totally uh, expect to, to run. I'm excited to you know participate, and I think that... Uh, there's a lot to be done. I'm hoping that community will agree that uh, in the couple of meetings that we have, that we've made some progress and they have confidence in the, the folks that are here and me included. And in addition to his credentials, Williams also has connections to the district. His son, Jared Williams, is the district maintenance director. His daughter-in-law, Amanda Williams, teaches science at Blatchley. A granddaughter will enter second grade at Kikushihin this fall. Williams is one of two appointees currently holding a seat on the Sitka School Board. Danny Snyder was appointed in April. This October, voters will select two candidates to serve three-year terms on the Sitka School Board and one candidate to serve a two-year term. Supporters of a community garden in Sitka hope to address local food insecurity from the ground up, literally, by building gardens and renting out plots to green thumbs who want to grow their own food. But there are many challenges ahead for the project, including some neighborhood opposition. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. The organizers behind Sitka's proposed community garden project presented their pitch to the Planning Commission on July 19th. Charles Bingham is the president of the Sitka Local Foods Network, which is partnering with Transition Sitka, a nonprofit focused on sustainability, to steer the project. We have a lot of people who live on boats. We have a lot of people who live in apartment buildings. And so they don't have land, you know, in their backyard where they can grow food. And if you're able to grow your own food, even if it's 
not fulfilling 100% of your needs, it's making it easier for you to make ends meet. And uh, we need to have something like that in town. The group hopes to lease two city-owned lots, one on Jarvis Street, the other on Osprey. The Jarvis Street lot is in an industrial area, but the Osprey Street location is in a residential area, and that prompted some concern from neighbors. Several worried about the muskeg being developed and the trees, which some say work as a buffer between Halibut Point Road and their homes. Jay Kendall said the whole town would notice if the trees were gone. What's it going to look like for nine months of the year? A bunch of raised garden beds? It looked like a, you know, Louisiana graveyard. And then in the summertime, I pulled up the Juno Tiny Garden website and they had all hoops and greenhouse tops. You know, so it's going to be a plastic garden, all covered in plastic. Everybody's going to see it all summer long. Commissioner and acting chair Daryl Windsor said he supported municipal gardens, but thought the Jarvis Street location in the industrial area was more suitable. And he worried about the feasibility of the project, since both plots are on wetlands. There's no doubt of the need for community gardens. It's just uh, the location. And the cost of the location, which is what runs through my mind. And both these spots, uh, when you consider the drainage and the fencing and, and everything else, it's going to be really expensive. Leah Mason with Transition Sitka said it was preferable to build gardens in residential over industrial areas so that neighbors could benefit. We, we've suggested areas where there are people because ideally a community garden is within walking distance which eliminates the need for parking um, and which generally would indicate that the people who are around it are in, are, are, will be involved in it. That's, that's what we're depending upon. And Commissioner Wendy Alderson said she thought both plots had potential if they were done correctly. I feel like I'd like to see where this will go because food security is a big deal and the grocery stores are empty a lot. And even if they're not empty, you can't pay. I went to buy mint today, one little one of those little tiny packages of mint to put in a salad. I wanted seven fifty for it, and I put it back. I mean, I don't need a garden plot to grow mint. I can grow mint in my window, and I should be doing it, but it's expensive, and there's not enough of it here, and I think that this could go a long way to helping. The commission didn't vote on whether to lease the properties to the community garden group. That decision will be up to the Sitka Assembly. And while the group is seeking a long-term lease, Planning Director Amy Ainsley is recommending a three- to four-year lease, which would give the group time to secure grants and meet certain requirements for the project, like permitting from the Army Corps of Engineers. Before they can break ground, they'd have to meet those benchmarks. Then they could come back to the city to renew their lease. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. A giant potato has been traveling around the country for 11 years and is coming to Alaska for the first time this weekend, heading to Skagway. The outsized tater may be a promotional scheme by the Idaho Potato Commission, but as KHNS's Alan DePremenel reports, Skagway is embracing the weirdness and rolling out the red carpet. There is a classic Idaho postcard. Locals know that there's a postcard that has a... It's a tractor trailer. Sue Kennedy has spent her career with the Idaho Potato Commission's marketing department. And on the back is a giant potato, and it's all made up. And it's like, they grow them big in Idaho. In 2012, for its 75th anniversary, 
the Idaho Potato Commission decided to bring the postcard to life. The group built a fiberglass potato the size of a humpback whale, loaded it on a bright red semi-truck, and sent it on a year-long tour to promote the local crop. And people loved it. It was only supposed to be on the road for one year. So now um, we're 11 years, and um, we've been to every city so many times. So we thought, let's go someplace new. That place is Skagway. They should be here, hopefully, barring no more trouble with the truck. <laughs> They'll be here on Friday. Jamie Bricker is the tourism director in Skagway. She says when the Idaho Potato Commission called her earlier this year to inquire about visiting, she saw an opportunity to add color and weirdness to a local yearly event. We are doing a parade through town, and then the potato truck will go out to Deadman Stage for Skagway Arts Council's Blues, Brews, and Barbecues. The music festival has taken on a spud theme. Local bands are getting a makeover. The Matator Jam Dahlia Band will be making a showing, and Dictator and the Tots will be there. The mayor is expected to read a proclamation at the next borough assembly meeting, declaring July 22, 2023, as Idaho Potato Day in Skagway. Two locals with Idaho roots will be crowned Queen and King of Potatoes for the day, and local restaurants will serve a variety of potato dishes. Under the whimsical outreach, Idaho potatoes are big business. Kennedy says about 13 billion pounds of the vegetable are grown every year in the state. That is one of every three potatoes grown in the U.S. Kennedy says another giant potato was built before. Oh, do you, have you heard about the Potato Hotel? Because we had another version of this, but it just couldn't travel anymore because it was made of steel and some concrete. So now we planted it in Idaho, and it's an Airbnb. Kennedy says her potato travels about 25,000 miles a year. When asked how much the operation costs, she says she cannot disclose the numbers, but her answer opens a small window into the world of traveling food effigies. But I'll tell you what, our budget is um, small potatoes compared to some of the other traveling mobiles that are out there. Like the Oscar Mayer Reader Mobile, I think they've been up to Alaska. And, oh, the Planet Peanut Mobile, the Peanutters. Um, yeah, I think our, they've, got a, they've got bigger budgets. Kennedy says the giant potato will travel to Hawaii soon. For KHNS, I'm Alan DePremonil. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. Mm-hmm.